Hello, I'm Will Yeoman and welcome to another episode of the pod Well Travelled. I'm joined today by travel editor Stephen Scarfields, but we've also got coming up in the show Moens Johansson from Denmark, and that's not the Denmark down south. And we've also got uh, Fremantle artist James E. Duncan talking about his exhibition this weekend in Fremantle. He's one of those artists that loves to travel and is continually expired continually expired he's very much alive continually inspired by the light in the south of france as many artists before him have been and he can't wait to get back so we'll be talking to james pretty soon too but for now Stephen, there's been so much happening in the world of travel tell us about it yeah there, there is a lot happening will um you know i was going to say by the week by the day probably by the hour now mm. um you know we're watching um airlines you know stacking on Flights and capacity. Mm. Um, Jetstar um, flying direct, start flying direct to um, Bali. So we've got um, more direct flights to Singapore happening. So we've got sort of Jetstar Asia fl- will be flying direct to Singapore. Scoot's flying. There's a, 17 flights a week with Singapore Airlines. So that's happening. Emirates is putting on more capacity. So all the airline stuff is really coming back for Western Australia out of Perth Airport. Mm. Um, because I, I guess another big measure of the opening up is um, is the cruise industry. It's, it's a kind of barometer, even for those who are not interested in going cruising yet or ever. It's just a measure that really we're pretty certain that April 17th will be the end of the cruise ban in Australian waters. Mm. Um, so that's, say, that's a barometer of how we're progressing with, with the industry coming back. Um, by the same token, you know, here in Western Australia, we've just got very you know, heavy bookings going on and, you know, uh, full cost, heavy bookings. And we had a story in the Western Australia today about baristas being offered $90,000 to make coffee and brooms. So that's some measure of the sort of demand that's going on around the state, I suppose. Absolutely. But certainly um, just dealing with our friends in the industry, just a huge amount of international booking happening out of Western Australia. So for the end of this year and certainly for next year. Um, so cruising, Cunard's cruise, for example, um, sort of Fremantle, Singapore, those types of runs for next year are absolutely going off. We have um, an announcement that we're going to make this week because we've got some very, very unusual uh, cabins on a river cruise ship in Europe. There are none available anywhere in the world, mm. but we've had some squirreled away. So we'll actually announce that in e-travel um, this week, which is the um, which is another date, the 16th of uh, March. So yeah, everybody's just super active trying to find capacity and trying to find um, ways that we can get out of it. Well, that's amazing. So speaking of getting out, I reckon we should hear from our colleague, Moens Johansson, because um, not only he, is he in, in Denmark, uh, in the Scandinavian region, but he also flew Singapore Airlines and he flew business class. So he's going to make us all jealous by telling us about that, what sounds like a, an absolutely wonderful experience. So let's hear from Moens. Owens, welcome to the pod well travelled. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm uh, standing in my, my sister's house here looking out the window at the 
clear blue sky, uh, nice and sunny morning, but it's uh, it's only about two degrees outside and uh, it's quite a, a stiff breeze blowing. So if you step outside, it's like stepping into a, a blast freezer, I think. Oh, how extraordinary. So, uh, it's a bit different from what you guys are experiencing now. Well, indeed. And yeah, I think you were saying um, uh, uh, in another conversation that it was around about the mid-30s when you left Perth. Yes, yes. So it feels uh, it feels kind of strange, you know. Uh, it's been a, it's been a while before or since we've been able to sort of literally jump seasons from uh, from one day to another. Mm. Um, but that's uh, that's international travel, and it's uh, it's lovely. Well, indeed. Look, at, and it's been a long time for you, hasn't it? What three and a half years or so since you've been back uh, to your other your two yeah. other home, let's say. <laughs> yes, yes, it has, and it's been lovely to catch up with. Uh, both family and friends again, and uh, and now I'm sort of starting. I just have to go down and and get myself a, a COVID test today because I'm travel traveling to Singapore in a couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, and the rules there are sort of uh, much stricter than they are uh, coming into Denmark. So, I mean, uh, as I mentioned in my story in in last Saturday's travel, you know, I mean, you really need to be aware of of uh, what the rules are for the countries that you travel to. And mm. uh, they often change at short notice. Uh, but like I said, in my case, I have to shoot into one of the COVID testing centres here in town and uh, have a, a supervised test. And uh, uh, you have to have that uh, two days before you sort of travel mm. to Singapore. So. Well, so, but have you uh, found it overall? Because I believe... I'm I'm Sorry, go on. Yeah, uh, so I'm expecting that to be all clear. I'm feeling fine, so I haven't had any any issues. But uh, oh, good to hear. That's, uh, that's the procedure procedure you have to go through. We all have to get used to. I was just going to say, um, how have you found it overall? Because I believe there in Denmark, there they're much more relaxed in terms of the um, various restrictions and so forth compared with us here in Australia, or indeed many other places. Yeah, I mean, there's there's virtually none here. Uh, certainly, uh, you know. Walking around town or going going into shops. I mean, uh, if you like me, when you when I've been going into supermarkets and shops and that sort of stuff on the odd occasion, uh, uh, is wearing a mask. You know, you're kind of like the odd one out because virtually no one does it here anymore. Mm. So, so it's kind of a bit strange. Yeah, in particular when you think that that they you know, here in Europe have been hit much harder with COVID than, than we in Australia have. So uh, it's certainly, yeah, it's certainly a different mindset altogether. Oh, absolutely. Now, as you say, you've been catching up with friends and family, and I guess that's going to be a similar experience for, for most people in the initial stages, the fact that they're able to travel again, that's been their priority. I mean, how, how, how has that been? I mean, have they enjoyed seeing you again or they just can't wait to get rid of you? Probably a bit of both. <laughs> you know, I mean, in this case, it's a nice and short stay, so no one has, uh, has, uh, has said they're sick of me yet, and uh, <laughs> I've been sort of uh, couch surfing a bit and house hopping, so, you know, I've been welcomed with uh, open arms uh, so far in every place I've been, so so oh, far fantastic. so good. <laughs> and, you, and you've been doing a bit of sort of sightseeing to reacquaint yourself with old haunts and so forth? Yes, I have. I, I went to a really interesting, well, a couple of interesting places, but um, some of our regular readers might remember that I uh, did a story about a new uh, Hans Christian Andersen museum yes. that has just opened in his birth town called 
Odense or okay. Odense. And uh, I went to have a look at that, and it's uh, it's magnificent. Oh, it's, it's really? really you'd, you'd really enjoy it. Well, I mean, uh, wow. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's he's basically his his life story, and and it talks about as you as you move through the the museum, it kind of goes through uh, starts off with all all his writings and that. There's uh, old books, and there's sort of audio. You wear a headset as you walk through, and you get sort of audio descriptions as you stand in front of uh, each display and so on. Uh, but uh, and, and there's sort of there's parts where you know they read some of his his poems and uh, parts of his stories and his fairy tales and that sort of stuff. But oh uh, as you as you enter the the museum, there's sort of uh, several interactive displays in particular from his fairy tales that, uh, you know, the children just love because uh, yeah. they're, they're both fun and educational. So it's a really, really well uh, well thought out museum. And it, it's sort of placed in, they've virtually redeveloped the whole centre of town there. Okay. And, and this, this sort of new modern museum is nestled in amongst all the, the, the old historic buildings that are, you know, Four or five hundred years old, you know. So it's it's kind of a really interesting mix of, of new and old. Oh, it sounds fantastic! Definitely another one for for me and 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 the listeners to put on the list. I mean, and and is there anything yeah, else absolutely. that struck you I as being different or new? Uh, look, I have been sort of limited limited visits, sort of to mm. to tourist sort of destinations on this occasion. Sure, of course. I did uh, pop into. Uh, well, the Christians Ball or Bowen as the organ as, as they call it here. Um, this is like uh, the Danish Parliament, and mm. uh, it's sort of like used to be the uh, you know the, the royal family used to live there. Uh, it's used for receptions of heads of state that comes to, to town and so on. Um, and uh, it's uh, you, can, you can walk through the all the, the public areas and see all these things, which is you know. Very well, well done as well. Um, and and some followers of sort of the Scandi TV series may have seen the the, the series uh, political drama uh, called Bolwyn, mm. uh, which is basically set there. It's about a, a female Danish prime minister, her sort of uh, power struggles and so on. Uh, it's a fictional series, but it's basically set in that. In, in that location, so uh, you know, if if any of uh, our listeners have have seen that and they're ever in Copenhagen, a tour of that <laughs> is definitely worthwhile. I have a yeah. feeling that's actually still on. I think SBS has still got the all. There was a three season. Yeah, you can you can still you can see still that. Watch it. Mm. Yeah, and there's a there's a new series that's just started here in Denmark. They're <gasps> really? up to sort of mid mid uh, midway through that at the moment. So. Well, that that is very exciting uh, yeah, so, news. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's uh, that's uh, people that I ever in Copenhagen. It was actually strangely my first time ever there. It's mm. a place that I hadn't visited before. So to me, it, it was a bit of an eye opener to to walk through there and and, and see it all. It's a uh, it's a really interesting place to visit as well. Oh no, that's a re- another really good tip from you. Now, I just wanted to ask you, just if we can leave Denmark for a moment, and ask you more about the flight, because you, you travelled with Singapore Airlines, and um, 
I believe in in, in some luxury. So <laughs> to live up to your expectations. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to rub it in. But uh, <laughs> can I just say that it was really, really good. But but, but, but you will, you will anyway. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but seriously, though, I mean, what what uh, for prospective travellers that may be thinking about trying, you know, business class and and looking at the, the price and thinking, well, yeah, I think is it worth it. Well, I think I think it is. To be honest, I mean, mm. you, in particular, in my case, uh, that that long haul from Singapore to Copenhagen is, yes. is normally about a thirteen-hour flight. It was even a bit longer now because we had to sort of divert around sort of Ukrainian and Russian airspace, mm. where they usually mm. sort of fly across. So it added another hour to it, roughly. Um, and but but to be able to sort of nestle into this sort of like your own little pod or mini hotel room just about in in the aircraft and and to be able to stretch out and uh, be comfortable is is it's just yeah I think it's definitely worth it in particular if if you like me uh, I, I had a three-hour car drive immediately after I arrived so you know you sort of need to be reasonably fresh and mm. and alert for that uh, given that they're driving the other side of the road here so <laughs> So it's a little bit of a – you can't just sort of get in the car and be on autopilot. You have to be fairly switched on. So oh, yeah, that's a really good Situations experience. like that, you know, uh, it's, it's important to arrive nice and fresh. And uh, so in, in those sort of situations, I think it's definitely worth it. But also, um, you know, my visit here with my family and friends are fairly is fairly short. So, you know, you want to maximize the time that you get. And mm. so you, you virtually avoid – I mean, I haven't – had any jet lag at all you know just get on with business and you know probably a little bit of adrenaline as well you know and eagerness to see family and friends and that sort of stuff but i felt refreshed and and ready to go as soon as i stepped off the aircraft despite the long journey no that's fantastic actually i did notice i think it was in your story the um they've got a really nice looking premium economy offer there too as well yes uh I'm, i'm trying that out on the way to Singapore from here. Right. So I'll report back on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it actually looks really so, nice. I mean, uh, that, that's, a, that's a sort of in-between, an in-between sort of uh, experience. Obviously, you're not sort of ensconced into your own little pod or your own little world, but you have got, you know, wider seats mm. with, uh, that recline, recline more with uh, better foot rests and that sort of stuff. So just basically more room than than in economy uh, and that's you know perhaps uh, you know for the average person uh, a bit more affordable uh, mm. they often have really good deals on the premium economy seats there uh, and it seems to to be increasing in popularity okay yeah because it is yeah. a little bit more affordable i guess yeah, I have heard that actually across all the airlines that premium economy has been a bit of a thing. So it's, it's really good to hear. Um, before I let you go, because I yeah. know, as you say, you, yeah. you've got a short trip, limited time. So I don't want to take up all your morning, um, which it is for you right now. Um, you, you briefly mentioned that the Ukraine yeah. situation. Has there been much, much consternation amongst your friends and families that been in the news? I mean, how are people feeling? Because you're obviously much closer to it there than we are here in Western Australia. Yeah, I think there is a, a sense of sort of. Um you know, obviously, everyone is concerned about what's going on in the country, but it's, there's also uh, a fair bit of sort of unease about, you know, uh, Denmark and Scandinavians 
Scandinavia's proximity to Russia and mm. perhaps their intentions long term and that sort of stuff. I've uh, been spending a fair bit of time in the car and listening to to talk back and and there's a lot lot of talk about uh, you know where where Denmark uh, go from here with regards to NATO and uh, whether a Scandinavian alliance, for example, might be something that uh, is 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 better for the country. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot lot of sort of debate one way or the other. Uh, that I've noticed. Uh, so, so it, it's not only concern about what's going on in the country of uh, Ukraine, of course, but um, but it's also about you know a little, little bit of a longer term view as to uh, the security going forward. You know, yeah, it's the security it's, of the whole uh, region. Exactly. It's, it's, it's virtually next door. You know, <laughs> mm, no, no, no. So, yeah. uh, not not too far away, and uh, and you know, but but there's uh, there's already. I mean. As well, daily on the news here, you hear about you know busloads of uh, Ukrainian refugees being settled in in various places around the country. So mm. yeah, it's in it's in full swing in so many ways here in in Denmark anyway, and I'm sure across Europe. Oh, that's extraordinary. Well, look, thanks for that update, and look, just you enjoy the rest of your stay, enjoy your flight back, have a safe one, and then we look forward to catching up with you again next week uh, back here in Oz. Yeah, yeah. It'd be lovely. Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Take it easy. Bye. Well, there you go. Stephen, are you jealous? Uh, no, look, he's working hard. You know, I mean, he makes it sound easy, but uh, I know he's working hard. No, he's not. Also, no, 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 he's not. I'm never, <laughs> for it. I'm never, I'm never, I don't think that guy's ever done an honest day's work in his life. Well, that's, that's possible. But we've also, on, on this assignment, um, We've also mixed up what's what's interesting too. You know, we've as you've heard, he's, he's had a bit of business class, which is nice. But we've also mixed up all the classes. So on different legs, he's flying in different as, seats. As he mentioned, he's going so, to, he's going to be flying back yeah. on um, premium business. Uh, sorry, premium. Yeah, economy. and I think mm. that's right. So you know, uh, joking aside, you know, we, we're sort of there to represent the readers. And I'm really happy that we're getting a sample of all those. Um, of all those different configurations, those seats and things as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just just to mention also the other thing that we've actually got in uh, Saturday travel in the West this Saturday, um, and will be online. So the Indian Pacific just completed its first run in nine months. Of course, the Indian Pacific is the train which usually comes Sydney, Adelaide, mm. Perth. Mm. Um, Jeffrey Thomas, who our uh, audience here will be very familiar with as our aviation editor. He's our lead cruise writer, and Jeffrey's got a a huge interest in rail travel. So Jeff has went over, and we're on that first um, train um, ride back to Perth. So he's arrived back, and that story is in Saturday travel this weekend. Uh, so we're very glad to see the Indian Pacific back. He's quickly becoming a bit of a, an expert on you know planes, trains, and cruise liners. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything. Anything moves. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. No, uh, it really is. He brings, terrific yeah, it brings too. such enthusiasm to all those things. So mm. that's a really terrific story. Um, it's such you know Indian Pacific and again are both um, run by Beyond um, Journey Beyond, uh, an Australian company. So we're very pleased to sort of we've we've been long long term friends with them. Very pleased to see them back in action. Mm, no, absolutely. Look, I, I might I might um, 
yep. let us hear from James now because I, I want to come yep. back to you after that and just talk about the south of France and that whole idea of the light being inspirational to artists because you've written about that extensively in the past. Um, so here's James. James talks about what artists do when they can't travel and how inspired they are by their own backyard. And that's a phrase we've heard a lot. In this case, in James's case, it's Fremantle. So, you know, it's the cranes, the docks, it's the, the roundhouse, all those familiar things. But the way he paints them is, is very, he calls it abstract realism. So let's hear from James now. Hi, James, and welcome to the pod Well Travelled. Um, one of the things I love about your work is the fact that it's, it's although it's kind of abstract in a sense, if that's even a word, it's they're immediately identifiable, aren't they? You, you look at the buildings, you look at the places, and you know exactly what you're looking at. You're right. You're right. And it's just a different way of looking at it, isn't it, really? <laughs> Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah, no. Now, 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 I noticed you, you mentioned that you have a great love of France and you go there quite often and you were inspired by the light as many, many artists before you have been. Can you tell me more about that? True. Look, it, it's, it's, when you look at all nature, it is just amazing what nature does. And at any time of the day or night, uh, late afternoons, early mornings, it's just phenomenal what you can see, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you take it inside and, and you have beautiful memories of what you do when you're on holidays, it just comes out. You create, you know. <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those things that I've, I, I sort of haven't had it all my life, probably since I went to the south of France with my daughter and her husband. And mm. I've just moved on from there. It's amazing, yeah. Mm. Now, are you, are you looking forward to going back there at some point, now that we're able to travel well, internationally again? We are off to uh, overseas on the 3rd of next month for three months to uh, wow. our daughters over. In, um, but our daughter that was living in Paris for 18 years mm-hmm. decided her and her French husband came back and have purchased the house in uh, Holdsworth Street and renovated uh, the, the old shop into two B&Bs. Oh, this is and in Fremantle. This is where your exhibition is, is, is going to hang. Correct. Yes. Correct, yes. And and this is where they are very happy and everything is going on fantastically, uh, apart from all the, the shutdowns and all those sorts of things that happen. But no, everything's going very well. Mm. So so you're saying so you're still going overseas, though. Is that right? Yes. Yes. yes, we're going to be heading off the start of next month. Um, and Fra- have, uh, France will be one of your destinations? Uh, it'll be a side trip. It'll okay. be a side trip, uh, which we'll probably go for a week, maybe two weeks, yes. But uh, we're going to be away about uh, quite a substantial amount of time. So any any other particular locations that you're keen to get back to? We, we loved, last time we went, <coughs> pardon me, we went to the Greek Isles. Our son-in-law just said, here, here's your itinerary, go. So we went <laughs> and Mykonos, Santorini, Paros, Antiparos. I loved the Greek Isles are just really magical. The water is so deep in colour. and I just loved that, that whole, uh, whole space of being in a country that has so much wealth of beauty mm, it, it was mm. just lovely it was just gorgeous yeah oh, amazing. so we might do that again but <laughs> we also have been told that croatia is such a beautiful destination as well 
Yes, and I guess um, you have to have in the back of your mind, though, a couple of things. Um, the, you know, the, the pandemic's not over, and also the trouble in yeah. Ukraine, and just hoping it doesn't spill over. It's crazy, isn't mm. it? It's crazy. Yes. So there yes. are some complications. But look, I, I, getting back to your yeah. exhibition, I noticed that you, in the meantime, you have drawn such inspiration from Fremantle. And, and Uncle, who yes. wouldn't? Because the quality of light there is very special too. Oh, it's just great. And and we live in South Frio and we, we walk to South Beach to swim whenever we feel like it. And it's just, the environment is beautiful. I love it. Mm. love it. So mm. it's always strange talking about art on a podcast, but but can you can you give people a sense of what what they're likely to see at the exhibition? Um, I've I've looked at the Fremantle Jail, the uh, Fremantle Arts Centre, uh, the railway station, all beautiful buildings, and mm. I've just transposed that into my vision. That's um, colourful, mm. um, recognisable, totally. Um, uh, but things mightn't be in proportion in certain ways, but that's the way one does it, you know. Um, and I've got, uh, I've done a few of Gage Roads where the, you know, the ships are out there waiting for their journey down south mm. to, uh, up north, sorry, to, to um, berth and, and unload their cargoes or doing what they do. And the cranes, of um, course, very recognisable on the skyline. Yes, I love the cr- the cranes. A real statement, and the working port is. I, I I just feel that it's just amazing to be in here and watching what happens in the real world. You know, how many <laughs> how many towns or cities that I know of, anyway, that that you can you can live in the town that's got a working port, um, and the trucks are in and out, and the cranes are working, and, and the people are working. And and the harbour itself is just, uh, uh, just, I love it. No, you're absolutely it. right. Now, now, before I forget, you um, you you've, you've outlined roughly where the exhibition is going to be. Can you give us the exact address and the the the, the duration? Like, when's it opening? When's it closing? So people know. Well, the opening night is Friday, the eighteenth of March, right, from six p.m. till nine p.m. Mm-hmm. At 42 Holdsworth Street in Fremantle. Okay, and and how long is the exhibition run for? And the exhibition is only on Saturday, 10 till 4, Sunday, 10 till 4. Okay, and all the works are for sale? Yes, all the works are for sale, yes. Um, As well as that, there are are flow-ons that I couldn't fit in there that if people wish to look at those as well. Um, yeah, I saw those in the catalogue. They look just as fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, absolutely. But, uh, it's the old shop in, in uh, Holdsworth Street. It was one time they told us it was a bakery right. that had a tunnel to the prison that used to deliver the bread to the prison. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know how strong that story is, but I've... <laughs> I, I, it could be. It's a great it story, be. whether it's true or not. <laughs> mm, mm, and look, that's a great mm, thing yeah, about Fremantle, isn't it? It's heritage. You know, the oh, buildings have gorgeous. such, such yeah. stories. It's gorgeous. And in saying that, I'm looking at other areas. I might do Fremantle version two because there are so many lovely buildings or places that, that I can visualise on the canvas. No, absolutely. And look, do you have any plans to produce a, a book or, or have you got a website up and running, those kinds of things? Uh, I haven't delved into the website. It okay. is it is in my mind. Yes. Um, I try to do 
one operation well and then move on to the next. When I started this project, I, I wrote all my actions down in a, in a large book that I have. Mm. I think it's 20-odd pages of my uh, my procedures uh, in doing that. And, and as well, what an, another very good thing I've found as well, uh, Will, is that um, I made all the frames bar two for mm-hmm. this whole uh, f- uh, project at the Bicton Men's Shed. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I just, I, I'm the world's worst at timber woodwork, <laughs> I can tell you. But with the people there, they've got so many skills. They said, I said, this is what I'd like to do. And they went, yep, okay, this is how you do it. And I made tw- about 25 frames and I canvassed them all myself. That put is the canvas fantastic. On. So, so a lot of it is, is grassroots uh, up to what we've got as a finished project. And uh, I'm very happy with it. Mm. And do do you think that um, you're going to be inspired by your forthcoming trip to maybe look at painting somewhere else in the world? I always am. Mm. And it's funny, um, where we're going is, is Switzerland. And Switzerland, to me, when you look at a postcard from Switzerland and you look at the country, it's exactly the same. Mm. They're beautiful postcards from a beautiful country. Mm. And it's just amazing that that I can take it there and, and then develop it as time goes on. But I, I will endeavour to do that. And, and Italy, I love love Italy as well. It's oh, just... Yeah, and for, for artists especially. It's just such a... Yeah. So rich in culture and art. It's amazing. Oh, just... Yes. Oh, so rich. So rich. You, you can't, um, you can't, you can't. I would say it would be impossible not to be inspired. I, I, I challenge anyone. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and I also say, how would you not want to travel? Mm. You know, if one can travel, do it. Yep. Just do it. It's well, just well even, even in your own country, Tasmania, uh, Northern Territory, uh, it's just, opens your eyes and the people that you meet are so are so important to your development as a human you know mm, mm. no that's really well said and i think now finally for western australians we have that opportunity again to to travel yeah. un- unrestricted um, yes. and fingers yes. crossed yes. that we, we're okay you know and that and yes. conditions continue to improve for us all Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> okay, James, look, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um, good luck with the exhibition. And, um, well, and also good luck with your travels as well. I hope you, you come back you know, richly inspired and fulfilled, and I'm sure you will by the sounds of things. Thank you very much, William. I really appreciate it. And I'll, I'll keep in touch because I'm sure that uh, maybe a, a Swiss-inspired landscape might take place. Mm, please do. Thank you, William. Appreciate it. Okay, so Stephen, yes, uh, as I was saying before we heard from James, you've you've been in love with the south of France for some time. Yes, it's really strange, you know, it's, it's hard to, in a scientific sense, I suppose, it's hard to put your finger on it. But if you look at um, Arles um, on, the, on the river there, and the light in Provence generally, but in Arles in particular, has this warm 
clear quality to it. It's very, it's, it's, it's very distinctive. It's a distinctive palette. Um, of course, you know, you are, you're in a certain sort of geography there, I suppose. Um, we're in such a, a simple geography here with, you know, desert and ocean. So the reflectivity around here is quite different. But certainly, there's it, an extraordinary, I mean, photography is so easy in those places. <laughs> and when they come back here, it's like being under a blasting spotlight, <laughs> which is kind of how we how we are. You know, and we're used to managing it tends shadows. To everything and all out, doesn't it? Or, or it makes things yeah, very hard. It, yeah, you know, very hard it, yeah, completely, yeah, it is completely different. Mm. Thing. Um, and I, as you say, I'm I'm absolutely love that area, um, which is as I mentioned earlier, we've actually got something coming up in that area on a river cruise ship, which I'm pretty excited about. I don't want to sort of go into detail now because no, no, I haven't we'll got the detail we'll talk about until it. tomorrow. <laughs> so it's all going to happen between now and tomorrow. Okay, well, we can touch uh, on it again we'll have next week's show that. as well. Yeah, but, um, but I should be very happy to be in Isle again. <laughs> let, me, let me give you that tip. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Stephen, look, it's been a great show. Thank you again for your lively commentary on all things travel. I'm looking forward to catching up next week where it sounds like there's already a bit of a queue of, of material to talk about. Certainly is. Thanks, Will. Mm-hmm.